0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is Tyler Watts. Tyler, what is going on? Uh, Not much, Mike, man. How are you? I am good. Are you ready for part two of our annual, first annual top 50 review of draft picks
1: from last year who did well (laughs) or bad segment? That was the world's worst and longest name. But yes, I am ready. Um, part one was awesome. We, we went over some good players. We poo-pooed some players. Um, so hopefully it's not so negative this time.
0: Um, it's going to be more negative this time, I feel. Um, there's going to be a lot more pooping going on on this episode. Uh, last episode, we did get into what is going on in Washington and Philly. So if you want to go check out that episode, go back one episode on your podcast list. And if you are just subscribing or has been subscribing all season, thanks for joining us even at this late stage in the season. Uh, we will be doing off-season stuff uh, most of the off-season. Uh, it will be less regular than our regular season stuff simply because uh, we probably both need a, a break. But uh, And there's also just going to be less to talk about. It's basketball is it, usually um, 365 when it comes to watching it. But when it comes to fantasy, uh, once the playoffs hit, Everybody gets to take a nice break. Are you looking forward to that break, Tyler?
1: Oh, I'm always looking forward to that break. Uh, it's always nice to kind of wind down, just enjoy the basketball uh, without having to worry about the fantasy part of it. And then uh, we'll get right back into it after that. We, we I think we can get once a weekend, months of the off season. There's always something to talk about.
0: Yeah, there usually is something to talk about, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing what the outside looks like, uh, what the sun looks like. It's almost su- spring here in the beautiful Chicago land and um, maybe even the Chicago bulls will be in the playoffs. Uh, there's a 40% chance of that happening right now.
1: I told you they're going to
0: upset Cleveland first round, man. I keep telling you they might even be playing Cleveland first round might be Boston. There's a, it looks like a pretty good chance it's going to be Boston. Yeah. Cleveland has been playing bad. Of course, LeBron screwed me out of ticket revenue for my playoff tickets. Uh, That guy is a real scumbag. I knew I hated him. Oh, oh, as always. So let's get right into the top 50. um, Where we left off, we're basically going in, looking at the average draft uh, positions from Yahoo and seeing uh, who uh, over-succeeded and ended up in the top 50. uh, And we're doing averages. um, So game averages in the top fifty nine cat And seeing which one of the guys this year have well overperformed and also which guys who were drafted in the top 50 completely underperformed and uh, we did some of the big hitters last uh, episode in part one part two we're going to focus on uh, I think some of the more interesting guys who who made significant jumps but have a lot of questions going into next season and to me, the most interesting guy in that list is the Frenchman Rudy Gobert. Um, he ended up being drafted on average forty eighth, which is still pretty pretty good. But on averages this year, he ended up as the twenty first best player, uh, a jump of twenty seven spots. And right now, over the last you know a couple months or so. He's a top 10 player. He is having his breakout season that he was supposed to have um, after his, uh, yeah, basically last year that a, a injury had kind of derailed Rudy Gobert. He, is he a top 10 player next year?
1: Well, I mean, people were picking him in the second round um, before last season. Right. And then he kind of had that injury and he just didn't play that well. And, you know, then this year he slipped and, I think this is kind of the guy where you want to catch it on the eerie slips um, yeah. in the sense that I, I'm I, he's not a first-round player for me. I want more points in my first round. There's only so many guys who are scoring 20 points a game with the other good numbers. And then once you fall past those guys, the guys are the DeMar DeRozans and the Devin Bookers who aren't doing a lot else, okay? And that Kind of hamstrings your roster if you have to pick one of those twenty-point guys. So this is not a first-round guy for me. Um, this is more of a probably second-round guy. Um, probably even in the back end of the second round, I'm probably going to slide a few more people in front of him, and probably look at him around pick twenty.
0: Interesting. I think um, you're right that he is not a top. He's not a top ten guy. He is currently, on average, is ranked in the top ten, but when you start looking at centers. Uh, I think I stated this last time, you really want your centers these days, your best centers, they're hitting threes. And if you're not getting at least a half to a whole three out of your center out of your guy you pick in the first round, you're kind of doing it wrong. That said, Rudy Gobert is pretty absurd right now. He is shooting 70% in the last month. He is getting seventeen and fourteen with three blocks. He is basically everything everybody thought Abaka might have been, but way more. He's also almost averaging a steal a game. So once you get that block steal combo, you are uh, pretty worthy. And when you're getting three to you know over three blocks a game, you are kind of in a category by yourself. Um, is This Is he the best traditional center that you can find? And and by traditional center, I'm talking about a guy who you would probably punt free throws around. So I know we're both fans of punting free throws. Is there anyone you would take center-wise above Gobert if you were punting free throws?
1: No. Not after this year. After the year he's had, no. I wouldn't. Not not even Anthony Davis. Um. I mean, I pick Anthony Davis over him, but if I have Anthony Davis, am I punting free throws? I mean, I think I can make free throws work with Davis. It's still in the 70s, right?
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I like to punt around my second-round pick,
0: and um, if I could get a combo of Anthony Davis and come back in the second round and get Rudy Gobert, I'm still going to – actually, you might be able to make uh, free throws work that way as well. Um, Rudy Gobert does
1: shoot 65%. From uh Davis yeah, uh, almost shot eighty percent this year. So I mean I I I'm not, yeah, that's good.
0: But Rico Bear is a is a first round draft pick if you are punting free throws, I think. And I think you can get him in the second round, even if you're punting free throws.
1: Um and, and I'll say this he's really good at what he's good at. Okay, like people are gonna poo-poo him and say, Oh, it's only fourteen points, oh there's no threes. The dude shots almost sixty six percent. The dude has mm-hmm. gets thirteen rebounds a game. The dude gets two and a half blocks a game, 2.6 for the season. He's really good at what he's really good at. That. So it's going to kind of put you in a box in the sense that it's make, it's forcing you to build a team around him. But it's worth it.
0: Is the first half Rudy Gobert, the real Rudy Gobert, or the second half Rudy Gobert, where he is closer to averaging – um, I mean right now he's having an absurd time like in the last two weeks he's 20 and 14 with four blocks. Like that's unheard of. Um yeah. small sample size alert. So but we see due for another bump next year, basically, is what I'm saying.
1: We see this every year. Um, I think there's some guys who show some stuff this in the post all-star break period and then they translate it the next year and actually can do it, right? Um, I'm siding more with the pre-All-Star numbers than the post-All-Star numbers, but the pre-All-Star numbers are still really freaking good. Yeah, he's still a, a great player either
0: way, but if he is a po- the post-All-Star player, even with his bad free throw percentages and not shooting threes, he's you now really have to start thinking about him as uh, a first-round pick. I... Also, see a lot of guys who end up having incredible second halves or post All Star um, performances, who just kind of revert to back to who they were uh, during the pre All Star break. Um, just the next season, so they never they never take that bump into next year. It's just they happen to be playing so well. Their teams finally figured it out. It's later in the season. They're playing crappy teams. They're playing teams who are punting. So there is there, a, a case of factors by case there.
1: basis, right? I mean, yeah. like you can't just say, Oh, he did this once, he's gonna do it again. He did it for sixteen games, he's gonna do it for eighty. No, and that's not just how it works. Yeah, he's only twenty-four.
0: He has a potential for uh improving. Let's say you are in a nine cat roto league. What round are you drafting him in?
1: Um, nine cat roto league. Um, it would all depend on my first round pick. I'm not huge on punting anything. Um, in roto leagues, um, and that free throw percentage is is punt worthy. I mean, I don't, I don't think you're getting around punting it, um, unless you've really? got some real studs. Like if I got James Harden, okay, I might, I might pick him. Um, I'm probably going for him in, in, in the. I would maybe go from the second. I'd probably real, feel real good about it in the third.
0: So let's just do – we'll do a little uh, quick mock draft. So we will be doing in, um, in offseason, we will be doing uh, – hopefully get some mock drafts going uh, later in the offseason. You have a late first-round pick, and you aren't going to be getting a center, which means you have to take Rudy Gobert with
1: maybe like – the 13th or 14th pick. Is that worth it? I'm probably finding 14 guys I like more than him. So, I mean, could you build the team that way? Yeah, you probably could. And you could probably make a really, really good team, but I'm probably like in the first two rounds, I like to just go for the best player, whoever I think is going to be the best player. And I start kind of filling in from there. Um, obviously I try not to find two guys who are complete opposites of one another. Um, but, so, I'm probably not picking him that high and now, if I'm in the late second round i'm 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 chewing on the fat heart, yeah, that would assume that you did not take a Carl uh, Anthony
0: Towns or Anthony Davis with one of your uh, top picks, yeah, yeah, because I mean there's gonna be a lot of really good centers next year um we we did talk a little bit about Joel Embiid and where he ranks you'll have to go listen to part 1 about that but uh Jokic is definitely going to get a little bit of a bump Miles Turner is going to probably get a little bit of a, a bump next year uh, both of those guys start move start entering the conversation uh Rudy Gobert yeah i think he's a late second late
1: second round guy uh, um simply well, because well, I
0: want to ask you this so elite at blocks and rebounds
1: I want to ask you this, because Jokic is going to be the sexy name. Okay, Gobert is not going to be the sexy name playing for Utah. So who would you rather have? Um,
0: so my philosophy is never overpay for someone. You will be overpaying for Jokic, uh, which means you will be taking him probably at the end of the first round. I don't think he is going to be a first-round value next year. Awesome. Second. I am going to get some disagreement with that. I believe I actually did uh, w- during the AMA, got some disagreement that there is no way uh, Jokic is not uh, a top 10 player next year. Um, I, sir, I disagree. I, I do think there is a, actually quite a few ways that Jokic is not a top 10 player next year. Jokic to me is a second round player. If I see Jokic in the middle of the second round, um, I'd probably take him and I would probably take him over
1: Gobert. I would too. Now, you hit on the point I was going to ask as a follow-up question. Given what their perceived value is probably going to be, where it's going to be Jokic at the end of the first or the very beginning of the second, like 12th, 13th pick probably, or Gobert probably in the 20 to 25 range. Who are you taking? Because I'm taking I'm Gobert. Taking, if I can get I'm it. taking Rudy
0: Gobert. Um. For he's Jokic, in the third round. There's no reason not to take Rigo Barrett.
1: there. Um, Jokic, Wayne, we'll probably talk about this at some point. Um, I always hear, oh, well, what's going to happen when he gets 32 minutes? This is a Jonas Valanciunas type guy to me. I don't think he's ever getting 32 minutes. He fouls a lot, and he's not a good defender.
0: We did poo-poo all over um, the other Jonas brother, Jonas Valanciunas. Um, I do think unlike Jonas, who is hated beyond the wall up there in the north um, in the fourth quarter anyway. I do think Jokic does reach 30 minutes, but I don't think he reaches much more than 30 minutes. Uh, and even adding just, you know, a couple, you know, three to four more minutes to his averages. Yeah, he's going to have a, a, much, a much better stats, but I don't think that automatically translates to a full block, and a full steal. Just uh, just four more minutes doesn't necessarily guarantee you a a giant bump in stats. So um, Jokic, I think, falls out of the top 10. I know other people will probably disagree with that. but
1: um, I I just think that there's no more than 30 minutes in that body at this point. Now, maybe he makes some adjustments and he stops fouling everyone and he stops... You know, he's, he's, learns only, how to play some he's defense.
0: only 21 years old. Uh, he hopefully is learning more about how to play basketball. And if right. if he takes a bump, I mean, he could be a, an absurd type player. He could be a top three player. But, but um, in
1: a redraft league, I'm not betting on that bump. I don't bet on a huge bump from guys who are being picked in the first round. I don't. I'm expecting what you gave me. I'm not expecting a huge bump
0: yeah and we've we kind of saw Carl Anthony Towns everybody was expecting a huge bump from Carl Anthony Towns and he he took a regular bump he was really good last year and he was a
1: bit better this year and that was impressive and that's what you see from from those stud players I think I don't think you uh, you you rarely see the awesome huge oh he's so much better this year bump
0: yeah I, it's it's hard to get it's exponentially harder to get better. You know what I mean? Like if you are Robert Covington and you're like the 100th ring player and then suddenly you're the, like the 40th ring player because you're actually hitting your shots and, and doing a little bit more, getting more rebounds and steals, that's really, really great. It's really, really hard to go from, I don't see what Jokic is averaging right now. From 16 10 and, to 12. 16 and mm-hmm. 10. Yeah. yeah
1: no, it's hard to, to go
0: from
1: 10 rebounds to 12, right? It's easy to go from 3 yeah. to 6, but it's hard to go from 10 to 12. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, the same way in points. It's hard to go. It's easier to go from 8 to 15 than it is from 17 to 20.
0: Exactly, because the guys at the top are just that much better.
1: They are. They're, they're right.
0: significantly right. better. Um, do I think Jokic will get a bump next year? Yeah, I'm actually bumping Rudy Jokic and Miles Turner, all three of those guys. Um, I think are going to end up in this a second round draft picks. And I, I don't think you're going to go wrong there.
1: No, they're all good picks. I mean, but I'm not, I'm not jumping Jokic over some, some really, some much bigger names. I'm not picking him over, um, for example, Chris Paul. No, nope. I love and, Chris Paul. I have a, and, and you'll see that in drafts. You will see that in drafts next year.
0: 100, uh, there is a hundred percent guarantee You'll see him go over Chris Paul. Um, I guarantee you you'll see him go over Jimmy Butler. I don't even think that should happen. Uh, someone is probably stupid enough to take him over Kawhi Leonard. Uh, that would be a bad move, as well. So, uh, yeah, don't get I'm too hyped. Don't. Let's try not to get too hyped. The people who get too hyped on a train, best case scenario is you draft him at the at the the value that he was worth. That's your best-case scenario. And that's
1: not how you win a fantasy league.
0: Yeah. More probably is you're going to overdraft. You're going to miss out on somebody else who you could have got, who was who ended up being better. And then you're going to have to reach again later in the draft for other players to fill out your roster. Um, happens every year.
1: If I make $2 a player on every player in my league, I win the league. Yeah. That is uh, –
0: ooh, how many uh, how many auction drafts are you doing uh, right now?
1: Um, I I am I'm a pretty much an auction only guy. I don't I don't love a snake myself.
0: I, I don't either. I'm I'm fully converted to the auction philosophy. Uh, I like to do at least one, or at least a couple snake drafts simply because uh, oh, a nostal- the I- for nostalgia value.
1: It's not that I don't do them, but it's just always like, oh, man, this would be so much better if it was an auction. And I'll I'll, I'll give my auction spiel right now. I think everyone should do an auction because that's the truest way to find out who's the best, right? If you get the number one pick and you can get Kevin Durant or Russell Westbrook or James Harden, right, players in an auction, only one guy can get them in a snake draft.
0: Yep, pretty much. Anybody can get the best. Everybody, anybody can get Kevin Ray if they're willing to pay for it. Right. It's more that, do you know the price of Mike Connelly this year? That's a better question.
1: Right. And you don't luck into, oh, this guy's at the top of the board so I can see him. I can throw up any player at any time. I can throw up the 100th ranked player at the first off and maybe get him for a real cheap price or maybe he gets overbid on.
0: Yeah, it adds another level of a strategy to the game which i think uh, which is makes the draft process way more fun um, i would suggest everyone trying it and you do have like i said you do have to have a group of people who are interested but you always have to have a group of people who are interested in your league in order to have a fun league so and
1: it does take more time i get some people just don't have the time but i mean it's worth it it's worth the experience
0: so let's uh let's go into a couple now let's do one more good guy and then we'll we'll crap on some people. We don't want to crap on people too early in the pod. Um this guy was drafted 97th and there's a reason for it. It makes a lot of sense. Um he ended up being ranked exactly 50th and this guy is Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday coming in with um his uh I believe his let's see if I can remember this correctly drew holiday's wife
1: had a brain injury i believe that... a brain tumor she was pregnant and they yes. did like some sort of scan and they found out she had a brain tumor which is super scary um but i think she's all right now so which is good which what which is fantastic
0: news um drew holiday really having a very good kind of old school drew holiday type of year He's actually ranked 48th right now, so uh, he's moving up in the world. This guy's kind of, um, he's 26 years old. He's kind of been touted every once in a while. He's also had a lot of injury problems. He played 34 games, 40 games, 65 games, and this year he's played 59 games. Though, like we said, this year it was not due to injury. Uh, It was due to his wife's uh, taking care of his wife, which is way more important. Um, do you think Drew Holiday is uh, still worth a uh, a top fifty draft pick next year? Um. Whoa. No. No.
1: And why no. is that? Um. This guy has a pretty lengthy injury history that scares me. Um. But. He didn't get hurt this year. I mean, you, you said that already. Um, This guy is another guy who kind of rides the wave um, in the sense that he gets trendy, and then everyone picks him, and then he gets hurt. And no one wants him, and then I want him. So then I get him, and then he's good for the value I got him at. So that's fine. And then the next year he played really good, and he's trendy again, and everyone wants him, and I don't. Um, I think it's going to be a year where everyone wants him, and so I'm not going to want him. I
0: hmm. think it's kind of interesting because I, I think a lot of people will look at Drew Holiday's stats this year and go,
1: hmm,
0: that's all right. He's got 16 points, seven assists, four rebounds, and a steal and a half, and a three and a half. That is quite all right. Um, Actually, his free throw percentage is only 68%, which is something to be a little concerned about.
1: Yeah, but you but, got, I mean, 78% for his career. I mean, I think it's just a blip on the radar in the sense that he just didn't shoot well this year for whatever reason. True. He's the eighth best assist man in the league right now.
0: So he is getting you high-end assists at a uh, at a mid-level, uh, kind of a mid-tier, mid-round type value, Okay so hard, hard to come by.
1: Here's my question. Number of games Drew Holiday plays next season? Go.
0: That's a tough one. I don't Boy, know how you avoid the. Um, I don't know how you avoid the fact that he really has been healthy this year. He played sixty-five games last year. He's probably going to play over sixty games this year. Um, it would probably be in that mid-sixty range. I believe his over under would probably be about sixty-two.
1: Okay, so that, that gives you that you missed 20. Yep. Which isn't the worst thing in the world, but it's not the best. Um, Some of the injuries he's had have been scary. He had those stressful actions in his leg, um, in his right leg there in 2015. He had that broken right leg in 2014. Um, those stress things always scare me because – they just come back at random times, it seems, and you miss a while, um, which keeps them out of the top 50 for me. I want some safety in that top 50. Um, at pick 50, I'm looking at him. I'm probably taking him over to Bradley Beal, um, who's another guy I said I'd probably look at right around 50 uh, in the last episode. Um, but anything before that, I'm getting a little scared off. Now, you, you kind of tried to bait me there last time and said well what about 49 what about 48 i mean maybe All oh, depends on what my team looks like but uh 50s pretty much where i'm thinking about them
0: yeah once you get to down that low it does depend on what your team looks like above you if you're desperate for point guards
1: you might not have a choice um well and you could have some super safety built in there right like if you got four picks and they're all pretty rock solid safe guys you can afford to take a shot on someone who's not quite a safe even three guys if you've got three guys who never miss a game and are just really good i mean and what you need is a point guard i could see picking drew holiday in the fourth round
0: yeah he does have more opportunities to uh pass that ball to boogie uh so you might as this is hopefully would go up next year figure out how to play with him but i don't know if you're going to see any more out of Drew holiday i don't think there's another leap here I think this is his ceiling. You're looking at it this season with, if you look at his average games played, which he's ranked 48th, um, I think he could probably hover between somewhere between the upper 40s and lower 40s next year. Um, but simply because of the injury prone, I'm I'm willing to, I'm not willing to reach for him by any means. So where are you going? What, what number? You sound like you're below 50. Mm, I don't know. I'm um actually like Drew Holiday more than the average person. I think.
1: Oh, uh, when he played for Philly, I was a huge Drew Holiday fan. Oh, of
0: course. And I'm still
1: I still am. I mean, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I love him watching me some Drew Holiday, but um, those those Philly days are a long since gone in the sense that he, that I mean that 2013 12, 13 year he looked like he was gonna be amazing.
0: Yeah. Uh, that is where I jumped on that bandwagon, and then he was injured for like the rest of his career, so had to jump off that bandwagon.
1: It's another real high-risk, high-reward guy, though. I mean, I think he did a good job of mentioning that. That, like, I mean, this is a guy, we could see 30 games out of him, and I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Yeah, and I actually don't think the reward is terribly high. Uh, I don't think he ends up being a top-25 player. Uh, ever in his career, so I it's hard, it, it, If I'm desperate for a point guard, I, I I can see myself taking him in the the higher forties. But if I'm not, um, well, I think that, that fifty well, here, six to sixty range looks kind of ideal for picking up. Um, Drew here's Holliday.
1: the two spots he he gets better. Right, the last three years it was 81, 85, and eighty four percent on his free throws, and this year it was sixty eight. True. So there's where he gets better. And he has averaged eight assists a game at one point in his career. Now he played 37 and a half minutes that year, uh, which that's not happening again, especially with those stress and reasons. Like, I wouldn't want that to happen again. But, I mean, this is a high-powered offense. If he's got the ball in his hands quite a bit, you could see maybe seven and a half, maybe even a little bit more assists. And so that bumps him right there a little bit if you can get those two categories to improve. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm still not super, super high on him. Like I'm not I think, like
0: excited about him. I don't think I don't see like a huge jump in any production. So with where
1: him. Do, where do you think people are going to value? Him?
0: I think the the consensus will probably be a bit lower on him. I think this is a guy who you can get for uh, coming out of the maybe like sixth round. Oh, this man. Is a guy, I think this is a guy you can get in the sixth round.
1: Oh, if if he's in the sixth round. Now, didn't ESPN and and I realize these are Yahoos that you're looking at, didn't ESPN have him like in the 40s this year or something like something crazy uh, like that? Yeah, and,
0: and that's the problem. It really depends on where you're drafting and what the rankings are on ESPN Yahoo. So if ESPN comes out and puts him at 38, um, I'm not I'm not picking him up. And I, we will definitely do a here, let's look at the worst ranking. Let's look at the worst ranks for ESPN and Yahoo. Um, entire podcast once those come out. But um, if I can get them in the somewhere in the sixth round, uh, I'm gonna I'm taking them. And I that's that's the built in risk reward of well, I might only get forty games out of them, but if I get forty games out of them at a, I don't know top forty val- level, then that's fine coming out of the sixth round.
1: I'll second that, and I will say that that's where – How about 60 games? That's where some people mess up on their rankings, okay? If I think he's right around the top 50 player or or 50th-ranked player and ESPN ranks him 70th, I'm picking him in the 60s. I'm not picking him at 50. I'm letting ESPN get that value for me.
0: Yeah, you also got to be aware of who needs what. Uh, during in the middle of your draft, who needs a point guard? And if point guards are starting to get scarce, well, then suddenly Drew Holiday becomes a, a higher commodity, and I'm taking him in the fifth round because I don't want to be out of a point guard if I don't have um, high quality point guards already by then. I'll second that. It's kind of a it's kind of a weird um, it's kind of a weird guy to I think a harder guy to to value going into next year. So it'll be interesting to see where we end up putting him in our rankings. Well,
1: and and New Orleans has talked about trading him.
0: Also that, so, what what would he do on another team? Would he would he be the primary scorer or would that would completely hurt his assist numbers? I
1: don't know. So, yeah. So, I mean, obviously a lot of this could change in the sense that, you know, with teams changing, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, what if they get rid of Boogie and and then it's a different story?
0: Yeah, it's going to be – I don't know what's going to happen with the Pelicans. I, I don't think they do either, but they, they got two top centers. So, we'll see. I'd like to take a moment now to talk about our sponsor, NoHalftime.com. If you haven't heard about NoHalftime.com, it's a pretty cool mobile app for fantasy sports. Basically, NoHalftime allows you to create a player versus player challenge in most of the major sports. So NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, and the PGA. You can basically do anything. You could take uh, Raymond Felton versus garrett temple and whoever ends up having the best night wins it's a it's a pretty simple concept but there's basically endless possibilities endless uh combinations you could actually come up it's a um, different than other traditional fantasy services because your lineup really just consists of one player not a whole team where you're going against a ton of people a year you got one player versus one person if you like uh betting on fantasy sports especially the nba Go ahead and go to NoHalftime.com right now and use the promo code BOXES, that is B-O-X-E-S, to get started today. Uh, Let's crap all over some people now. Let's let's talk about uh, some of the guys who underperformed. Um, This guy, he is currently ranked 63rd, but he was drafted 26th overall. And I think for a good reason, he was drafted 26th overall. Um, actually a little high to be honest, but not super absurd high. This man is Victor Oladipo on the Oklahoma city thunder. When they were supposed to get Kevin Durant back, he is now playing in the shadow of Russell Westbrook. He has had a pretty disappointing season though. I think he did learn, um, I think he's learning to play with um Westbrook a little bit better in the second half here,
1: but we're 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 looking I'll at cut a guy. You off for one second. Sure, go yes. ahead. Um Victor or Drew Holiday is a free agent after this season. Oh yeah, so, that is true. Um we'll have to see where he goes. I uh, which which I was trying to look up as I was talking uh earlier. Um so that that's going to make things interesting. Um They didn't
0: offer him a contract. I thought they did. Maybe not.
1: No, uh, according Guess to uh, the, according to Woj's vertical salaries page, he is a free agent after this year. So, What does Woj know um, <laughs> other than everything? My point being, his situation could change a lot, so I'm, I'm feeling like that's a guy we're going to be talking about quite a bit this offseason.
0: Oh, 100%. Uh, the guys who move, oh, it's going to be – I mean, that's half the fun of trying to figure out how they're going to fit in on their new teams.
1: All right, back to Ola Creepo. Let's hear it. So so yeah, sorry, this I didn't guy, to cut you off. Just wanted no, to know that, that in
0: quite alright. That's important information that people might need to know. Um, so this is a guy who in Orlando during the second half of last season was putting up like top 15 amazing uh, almost Russell Westbrook light numbers. And then he came to play in the shadow of Westbrook <laughs> and has um, fallen off pretty freaking hard. Um and that does explain why he was drink twenty ranked twenty uh, six or drafted twenty six in Yahoo leagues, simply because the, those last like two to three months of uh, of last season he was an, an insane, absolutely going off on everybody. Uh, had a I think he had a, at least a, maybe a triple double in there. Um, Oladipo, what are we looking at him going in next year? Do you think this terrible? Kind of underwhelming performance and guaranteed anyone who liked him does not like him any longer because they drafted him and they will not want him on their team next year. Do you think he's kind of underrated next year?
1: Um so let's let's first play poop on the Orlando Magic time. Let's do it. Um they've they've horribly misused this man last year. Can we agree with that? Until that end of the season you were talking about, which was literally only like what, about 20 games? Yeah,
0: for some reason, Oladipo was coming off the bench and then sometimes he was sitting games and then he was sometimes playing 27 minutes. It was a pretty horrible all-around coaching job. Down in Can
1: Hawaii. we agree he was their best player last season? Uh, yes, easily. Can we agree that that was a horrendous trade for the Magic to get an old, potentially much older than they even say he is, Serge Ibaka for your best player? That guy is not even on their team anymore. Um, this is one of the worst organizations in the league, and I would say even a worse front office than your Chicago Bulls. That's very flattering. Um, and and I, I honestly believe that I'm not, I'm not just I, I'm not just blowing smoke. This team, I, I think you're right. And just looking at Oladipo is is what? one of the big cases there. Like this team's Look
0: at Mo in Portland.
1: Yeah, gave him away for nothing. nothing.
0: Um, that guy's a starter, not a so, great starter, but a starter nonetheless,
1: and a good player, and, and yeah. a, a much better player than oh, you can have this guy for nothing. Um, so back to Oladipo. Well, there's two kind of ways I like to look at this. How long can Russell Westbrook keep playing crazy Russell Westbrook man?
0: w well, How much is infinity? Infinity
1: years. Um, he's a robot. I don't. Alien. Robot alien. I don't. He's 28 years old, so he's still young. He's still got a couple more years of it. But doing everything for every minute of every game, I don't know how long that lasts. Now, I'm not scared of, off of him next year. But um, I do think Old Depot is going to be underrated because everyone's going to look at it and say, ooh, it's Westbrook's team. You know, ooh, let's get Westbrook number one overall. Blah blah blah. Um, so, where do you think he's going to be going in drafts? This is a good question because I can never—I have, I have a hard time gauging this.
0: Yeah, I—I I, I feel like I do a pretty decent job, at least in the with the people that I draft with. Uh, most often, I'm kind of feeling out the 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 average public sentiment on, on some of these guys, and um, I think he's going to be underrated. I think. <clears throat> People are going to look at him, and they're going to look at Westbrook. And I actually think Westbrook is con- going to continue to. I don't think he has another way of playing. He, Oladipo will be in the shadow of Westbrook, period, until oh, no he le- until that. he leaves okay. Oklahoma City. Uh, Westbrook's a lunatic, so I think that's you got to look at it one, that way. You got to look at it. There's still not going to be a ton of chances for Oladipo to have the ball in his hand and create and and do a lot. So maybe well, there being is a spot underrated the is better. going to be down.
1: There is a spot yes. where you get better, um, and it's 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 the steals and the blocks because the steals and the blocks were good in Orlando, and they were just okay this year with Oklahoma City.
0: Yeah, they really uh, diminished enough to be uh, to be noticeable, right? Um,
1: and that that I don't think Westbrook has much to do with that.
0: No, I don't think so either.
1: So do he, they come back? That's the question, I guess. I'm thinking
0: Oladipo is someone who will be an eighth round. In the eighth round, people will start thinking about him. I think he will go. And 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 this is super obviously way too early to be speculating on this kind of stuff, but Oladipo follow.
1: I, I, I think money could even fall into the ninth round. Um, it, he's not making it past the eighth round. If I'm drafting, I think, I think in the eighth round is, is a good value for him. I'll be all over that.
0: Yeah, I would um, because I, I think I would have to agree that if he's in the eighth round, I, I don't know why I'm not taking
1: him. Um, at, at the end of the day, in your draft, you want value, right? You want you want value, um, and you want talent okay like at some point I can't assign the minutes right I'm not the coach so I just want talented guys who as long as their coach plays them I'm going to get production from them and I think Old Depot is a really talented guy um he's not leaving Oklahoma City he's going to be in Westbrook shadow if that makes people think he's a ninth round value I'm picking him in the eighth all day
0: He's currently a a 63rd, which means he's an upper 7th round value. I'm not sure how he gets worse next year. And and that's kind of the way I like to look at this stuff. How how does this guy get any worse next year, and how does he get better next year? I'm trying to think of scenarios where Oladipo shoots less, gets the ball less, is less part of the offense. I can't think of a I can't think of a reason why he
1: would. I don't know how he gets worse. Yeah, and he's only 24. I mean, the the game could even expand a little bit, I would think, and he could get a little more efficient with his shots and um I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think he only gets better. Now, all it takes is
0: like three really good preseason games from him and everyone's going to take him in the fifth round. But um
1: I really do think and they can have him at that. Out, point, people right? are gonna, yeah, people are going to be out on him. Right. I think that sixty-five number is a good number. I think he can. He's probably going to be right around there again.
0: Oh yeah, and heaven forbid Westbrook gets hurt,
1: you're talking about a whole different ballgame. game. He could be a top twenty player if oh, Westbrook yeah. gets hurt. That would be huge. So because he might do the Westbrook, Just and take that, all the shots.
0: Exactly, and that might actually be the reason why you would want to draft him at regular value. So he's ranked sixty-third. Maybe he, you got the sixty-fifth pick. He's sitting there. It's not. You're not reaching for him, but you're not getting a steal. Maybe it's worth picking him up. It's just simply on the fact that maybe what Russell Westbrook has overextended his uh, his abilities and falls apart next year.
1: And, and that was kind of why I brought it up. Is I don't know that anyone can play like a maniac like that for five years in a row. And it's only been one, about one and a half. half, but. I mean, that's, that's just crazy production and just crazy minutes and crazy usage on that body. And, I mean, Kobe did it, I guess, maybe. But even him, he wasn't averaging a triple-double. He wasn't going for the rebounds and the assists and things like that. It was He just scored a lot of points. I mean, I, I don't know that anyone's ever done the things he's doing right now.
0: Uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to watch, so I hope he does not um, get injured at all. Let's talk about um, a big man who was – Drafted 39th overall and ended up right now, he's actually ranked 71st in per game averages. This is the often um, cited Andre Drummond from Detroit, who has one of the worst free throw percentages in the league and really only does fit punting strategies. So um, when you adjust for punting, though, he still ends up being... um, Way, way, way below guys like Rudy Gobert, um, Hassan Whiteside, and um, you know, I think even is DeAndre ahead of him? Let's look, let's make sure. Yep, DeAndre is ahead of him. Um, It does significantly bump Andre uh, Drummond up when you do punt Um, free throws. He ends up being a mid second round pick if you're in a 10 team league. But overall, Andre Drummond did not improve this year. He, in fact, um, I, I, I feel like he he, he got a lot worse.
1: Playing, he, he, he got much worse. Um, the thing that bothered me this year about him was he made that gain in points that was huge for his value last season, um, and then he lost it all. Um, and then the box went down. Um, he's only averaging 1.1 1. 1 blocks a game it's not that good. But this guy is only 23 years old still and he's played that he's already played 5 seasons in the NBA, which is insane to think about. Um so, the field goal percentage has gone down each of the last 3 years pretty much. I mean, he he went from 62 to now all the way down to 53, which is still really good, but I mean, the field goal percentage or the free throw percentage, you have to punt. 39% on 45 attempts and that's up from last year. Um he did take less attempts this year. Um, not too many people hacked him, which I guess was good. But, I mean, you're still punting at four and a half attempts a game at 39%, right?
0: Yeah, that's absolutely brutal and probably one of the worst in the league. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know. I didn't watch a lot of Detroit basketball and because why would you? Oh, uh, man. I watched just for that announcement. No, Detroit no. basketball. Maybe – that- it's the years of being in this in our division that I, I can't stay any other team in the in the Bulls division, but like I that you guy. like you said, the blocks are down to a kind of an like a Jonas Valanciunas level, which is embarrassing. Um, his steals are still one and a half, which is which is good. Uh, his rebounds are still elite, but even in the in the last month, he's he, he's only down to like thirteen points. He's playing under thirty minutes a game. I'm not really sure what's going on with him i'm I'm not really positive why he's slumping, and I don't want to build a punt free throw strategy around one of the worst punt free throws I mean granted he's still um, an elite big man even if you're punting free throws, but there's multiple other big men who you would choose over him in the in the second round because I mean, like we said, like I already said, the sun white side. Andre Drum, Drummond, no, uh, DeAndre Jordan, geez. And um, the one and the only Rudy Gobert. All three should be picked way over this guy, even in a, um, a pun strategy.
1: So I'll, I'll say some. I got something I want to say, and then I'll ask a question. Sure. Um, I think this is a team we talk a lot about this offseason because I think Stan Van makes a lot of changes with this team. You've seen the whole Reggie Jackson thing been playing out recently where he got the conspicuous DNP rest shortly after Stan Van Gundy said he never rests anyone. So, I mean, that was kind of fishy there. Um, so I think they just make a lot of changes. I think they he wants to win a championship. He realizes this is not the roster to do it. And so I think some things are definitely going to change and it'll be interesting what that does to Drummond's value. He's only 23. there's the potential that he gets better, but he's not showing it to me right now. So I'm not believing that happens. Yeah he's,
0: he's very young. he's super young. he's got nothing to do but improve. It would really it's really going to determine on like you said what State May wants to do and Drummond's determination going into the next year. So I think this is good we're we'll have to wait and see when it comes to Drummond. And uh, this is really only specifically for punt free throw players.
1: Here's my question. okay? You picked two pretty rock solid guys in the first and second round. Um, I'm I'm not going to pick guys because it doesn't really matter. Um, Third round, head-to-head league, perfect opportunity to punt free throws. You picking them?
0: Well, if... None of the other point free throw guys are available. All taken. They're all someone, taken.
1: Someone else snagged them. Every one of them. I don't know. If I
0: don't have a center, absolutely. If I already have one of the great centers, so we're talking AD or Car Anthony Towns, um, maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to look away from my punt free throw strategy. Um, if I'm definitely putting free throws, then I'm taking them in the third round, hundred percent. If I have a chance to not punt free throws and not take Andre Drummond, are uh, you got my centers kind of locked down, I'd rather take, I mean, I'd rather take Christos Porzingis or, um. I don't know. Take a chance on uh, someone like Marcus Sewell, or why not even why not even look at Miles Turner? So,
1: I think, and I don't know this yet. Obviously, there's a there's a long road to hoe before it happens. I think I'm going to end up picking this guy a lot in the fourth round in head to head leagues,
0: and that's money. If, if the fourth round is unquestionable, so like we said, no one is undraftable. Uh, I'm I'm going to. In the third round, I'm 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 going to play the field.
1: I'm Me gonna too. See, I'm going to be thinking about it. But I think I'm going to find someone I think is a little sexier, a little bit better. Yeah. I'm going to pick them, and then I think no one's going to want him again, and he's going to be sitting there in the fourth round, and I'm going to go, you know what? I don't love this guy, but 14 rebounds and 14 points and a steal and a block, and my God, I got to do it.
0: Yeah, I think it's a really good way of um, kind of uh, adjusting your own personal rankings, so – one of the things I suggest is everyone should have their own personal rankings because you have your own personal league and you know kind of best what's best and who likes who and what guys are, are, are guys that are very popular in your league. You know, if Derrick Rose is very popular in the league because you're from Chicago, let's say perhaps, uh, you obviously know if you throw Derrick Rose out there, someone's going to bid on him and he's going to go. Um, if you're doing a snake draft, obviously you don't have to reach for Derrick Rose. But you know what guys will be reach, uh, reached for, and really, kind of looking at it, a half draft. So uh, half every half round, is it too early? Am I going to play the field, or is it a hundred percent yes? And when you look at someone like Andre Drummond, uh, if he ends up in the fourth round, he's a definite yes.
1: I'm with you there. Um, now in in roto leagues, you want you want to talk roto?
0: Yeah, let's go into roto mode for a second. When you look at rotor leagues this guy will make you last place. He
1: will 100% make you last place in free throw percentage. 100%. I do not pick this man in a rotor league He can be there to pick one, whatever the last one is, Mr. Irrelevant, whatever number that is in your league, I don't pick him. I don't do it. Um,
0: If you're going to do it, I wouldn't. But if you're going to do it, you have to build around it. This is actually – you you have to do it the exact same way you would do a head-to-head league. Um, But you would only punt one specific category, not multiple categories, just free throws. Because you are going to lose free throws 100%. There's no way to make this up. I've I've done the math. There's no way to make up Andre Drummond's distinction. Now, the reason I would do that is because you're going to have another guy who's going to take Rudy Gobert. And you're going to have another guy who might take DeAndre Jordan. And so you're going to have three guys who are going to be kind of in, in, in the bottom rung. Um, if you can get one of those guys and guarantee yourself last place, but also guarantee yourself a ton of rebounds. And you're also looking at some decent points. The problem with the Drummond is that his blocks are not elite. And I want to I'm kind of an a leader. A leader. That's a, I think that is a word. Uh, block guy. I'd much rather have DeAndre Jordan. But, Personally, I don't like to punt. Infinite. Are you more likely leagues, to do it away from him
1: in a league with more teams or a league with less teams? Because in a deep Rota league, I'd think about it. Like if there's fifteen teams, if there's twenty teams. Are you more likely to do it or less likely?
0: I'd actually say less likely. I would more. I'd do it in actually a shallower league. And this is why when you're only getting one point in free throws and the top guys getting 10, that's only nine points to make up. But when you're in a deeper league, you're getting one, and the next guy's is getting 15, 16. That's a lot more points that you're missing out on. You know, four points is worth a lot more. Um, or is a lot easier to get back. How about that? Four points is a lot easier to get back in a shallower league. Where gaining four points in a fifteen, you know, fifteen-point league, and maybe, maybe I'm actually thinking about it wrong because I haven't really, I guess, thought about it too much when it comes to early leagues because I usually ignore any punting strategies. But I think in a shallow, shallower league, you can actually do a punt strategy. I've I've seen a few people do punt strategies in a shallow league, and and them actually end up in second place. And they punt in like multiple categories, uh, but you um, have to you have to win every other category.
1: I guess the way the way I was thinking about it, and I'm with you, I've never drafted this guy in row league, and I don't think I ever will um the way I was thinking about it was those fourteen rebounds are worth more in a deeper league
0: right that's, I mean, that's a good way of putting it if if you end up first place in rebounds, then you're getting that those fifteen points for the sake of well fifteen points
1: right, and so I mean, if you finish fifteenth. And last, you get 16 points. If you finish seventh and eighth, you know what I mean? Like, you're you're kind of – it's kind of the same thing. Um, And so I think they're a little bit more valuable. So I would maybe think about it in a deeper league. But in a deeper league, and in deeper leagues I kind of play in everyone, you can't find 15 guys to play in a league who don't know what they're doing. So I'm not picking them because everybody else knows what they're doing. Someone's going to make me look like a fool.
0: Yeah, I I would agree. Um, I just don't want to plant in regular leagues, period. So let's I'm, let's I'm with you. Let's leave it at that. Um, another guy who actually had a pretty um, disappointing season was Lamarcus Aldridge. He was drafted 22nd overall and ended up being the 58th ranked player as of today. Uh, on averages, why was, was he 22nd? Be...
1: That's what I'm trying to figure out.
0: And I agree. Why was he drafted so so uh, highly? That's not the right word. Um, if you look at if you're, I like to look at it like this: majority of the people drafting in these leagues are not experts or claim to be experts, or uh, for some reason claim to be experts on a podcast that they send to other people, and so they don't they don't overanalyze all summer. What Lamarcus Aldridge is going to do differently in um, San Antonio versus what he was doing in Portland? They and even last year in San Antonio he had a pretty decent year, but you saw that you saw that drop off. Um, he was ranked 14th overall per games in his second to last season in Portland, 13th overall, dropped to 26th last year with the Spurs, where Kawhi was taking kind of a, a, a more of a back role and Tim Duncan was still there. Maybe people thought, with Tim Duncan gone, or maybe people thought um, perhaps he's going to take on a bigger role, or that he could even just recreate what he did last year, he wasn't even close. Um, are you... Are you surprised uh, of how far he dropped off, considering he was uh, ranked 26th overall
1: last year on averages? No. And here's why. Um, that 51.3% sounded good, but what – I mean, he he'd shot way worse than that for three years in a row. Um, I, I just didn't really see that sustaining. Um, he shot a really good free throw percentage, better than he's ever shot in his career last year. I really didn't see that sustaining. Um, he didn't shoot any threes last year, and he actually started shooting a few this year, um, which that was a nice little boost in his value. But I looked at last year's numbers and said, "And I think the, the percentages are going to go down. I think the points are going to go down. Um, I, I just I didn't really see. I, I, was, I think I had him about 35th to 40th on my board, so he actually ended up even a little worse than that.
0: Yeah, and when you look at that last year in Portland, he was starting to shoot threes there, and I think a lot of people got very excited about his potential. Um, If he was hitting over a three a game, he's not doing that. He he didn't really shoot threes last year. He's not hitting over a three uh, per game this year. And like you said, his shooting percentage is closer to his career average. And if he's not going to get double-digit rebounds and – he's going to shoot the ball less because Kawhi rightfully who rightfully deserves the ball is going to be taking more shots. Then he's really not imp- doing anything super impressive anywhere else. His assists are below average for most centers. His rebounds are mediocre for a, a, a big man and his, his blocks are around one and his steals are around a half. He's not even getting a, a one, one there. So when you look at a as just a, a, at a whole, he was always kind of a, a, kind of a a sheep in wolf's clothing, perhaps in uh, Portland when he was dropping twenty three and eleven. Twenty three and eleven isn't a big deal anymore, and I think that's the other thing a lot of people don't consider. They'll go look at what was going on in the league three years ago. And they'll go, oh, man, that guy's really good. He's he's hitting 23 and 11. Well, he was also playing 36 minutes a game, and that was the best he was ever going to do. Now people drop 23 and 11 and shoot multiple threes and get two and a half blocks and a steal, and his name's Anthony Davis. He's insane. Um, this automatically drops LaMarcus Aldridge's value. But on top of that, he's 31. He's getting older. He's not going to get better. He's He knows his role. Uh, on this team he is the second fiddle and i don't see how i uh, just like um oladipo where i said i don't know how he gets worse with
1: Lamarcus aldridge i don't know how he gets much better next year um and i was going to bring up this point um he played 30.6 minutes the first year in san antonio he played 32 this year 32.6 i could see next year being closer to 30.6 I mean, this is a team who doesn't like to play guys a ton of minutes. Um, yeah. And so I, I, I'm I, with you. I think he, if anything, he gets worse, not better. So um, this is not a guy I'm, I'm looking to reach for at all. No,
0: definitely not. What, um, what round would you say is your uh, – if he's in the mix, you're willing to consider him?
1: Uh, consider in the sixth probably. Probably pick more in the seventh or eighth. And
0: I would guess just off of name recognition and alone in most of your leagues, you are not going to get him in the sixth. I have not owned him for a long time. So that's all right with me. Yep. Uh, I'm in the same boat there. If I see him hanging around in the eighth round, I think I have to do it.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, if yeah.
0: I see, if I see him in the sixth, I'd consider it. In the seventh, I'd still go, well, who's, who's around? Okay, fine. LaMarcus.
1: Yep. Yeah, and, and, like, it's a guy you just don't feel great about, right? You're not, like, super pumped. Like, yeah, I got LaMarcus. Well, okay. I mean, I got LaMarcus. I'll take him, but I'm not super excited. Yeah, he's certainly fine. But he's
0: definitely not getting the people out of the seats on it. I mean, if you – if this is your best forward on your team, you have done something wrong.
1: Yeah, (laughs) your fantasy team is it's got a lot of good guards probably but it's looking bad at the forward position
0: hopefully you got some good centers in there too but yeah so let's talk about some good guards actually um let's talk about three guys they're all on the same team they all um great greatly improved this year and they are the number one team in the east the boston celtics um I'll just go through all three of these guys, and we can talk about whatever one you want to talk about first. Avery Bradley, drafted 82nd, currently ranked 47th. Jay Crowder, ranked 71st. I don't know why, because he had a good year last year. Uh, Ended up 45th last year. And IT3 was drafted 34th, is the 11th best player in the league on averages right now. All three of these guys taking enormous leaps into the top 50. Um, Isaiah Thomas really, truly with the most impressive leap. I think if you were watching last year, you knew that Crowder and Bradley should probably draft be drafted above um, the eighth and ninth round. Um, I I definitely drafted them above the eighth and ninth round last year. I, I liked them a lot more than I think most people did. But um, Isaiah, I don't think a lot of people were calling him a top eleven player. Uh, let's start with Isaiah then. I mean, I was going to let you pick, but nah, I'm, I'm going to pick. Uh, let's start with Isaiah.
1: What do you um, What do you think about his year? What do you think about him going into next year? Um, I love this dude. He's a man close to my heart. A nice short man, just dominating the league, scoring a ton of points. Um, so it. it it always pains me to poo-poo him a little bit, but is he going to score 30 points a game again next year? I mean, is he going to shoot 91% from the free throw line on 8.6 attempts a game? Um, he's never really shot this field goal percentage before. Um, it's hard to see these numbers coming back. Hmm. Um.
0: I'm going to play the game that I always play. How does this guy get any
1: better? No better. No way. No,
0: no way. I don't know how. Now he's had one of the most incredible years I think I've ever seen out of a guy who used to be on the Kings. And (laughs) after he was the pizza man, man, and the last pick in the draft. He was the damn pizza man. (laughs) He ain't no pizza man anymore. He owns 20 pizza joints. Um, Isaiah, I agree. Has uh, since Iverson, probably this has been the most, you know, pound for pound best performance by anyone since Iverson. And I don't know how now could he run it back
1: next year. There's a possibility. I don't know how he gets any better. I don't even see him running it back. I think he played over his head. I think it's, there's a potential there, but then you start think got to start thinking about.
0: What moves are Boston – what is Boston going to make? Who are they going to draft? Are those guys going to start eating into his minutes? Um, well, and and they, they got a ready-made into his, guys. Usage? his usage is incredibly high.
1: They got another ready-made guard right there. I mean, we're going to talk about this one probably a little bit. Marcus Smart is there, man. Marcus Smart's a great defender. I mean, Marcus Smart could play a few more minutes a game.
0: Absolutely. I, I don't know why they would want to run Isaiah – so much if if their team is going to be technically better next year. So you you have the Jimmy Butler trade still looming. Obviously they they're, they're going to draft guys who are historically um in a in a historically deep draft. They're drafting one of the top three guys. Um, they're going to want to get minutes for that dude. They're going to want to rest Isaiah more. And it, it can Isaiah of- shoot what he's
1: shooting right now? The the percentages you mentioned. And if they make it deep, right, we always kind of see teams who make it deep one year and think they're going to make it deep in the playoffs again. They want to kind of limit their, their big guns a little bit. And running this guy 35 minutes just doesn't seem like a good idea, especially if they make it to the conference finals. They make it to the NBA finals. just doesn't seem like it's a great idea.
0: I would agree. Um, if you are – picking at the end of the first round are you taking isaiah with either your end of the first round or or beginning of the second round picks are you taking him with either one of those 12 team league
1: no but i'm considering it i mean i might i might flop on that stance i guess is my point um i
0: so it's in the, it's in the he's he's in the mix that's exactly yeah. where that beginning of the
1: second round he's in the mix kind of uh, kind of pick. yeah um, and uh, yeah he's definitely in there and i I'm, I'm thinking about it hard but I'm probably not doing it. I'm probably finding someone I like a little bit better. that's my guess
0: let's say you're at the you you got your first pick you got one of the top three picks and at the end of the second round. Isaiah Thomas is still there. 20, uh-huh. 20 21, 22. I think you got to do it. I'm getting some pizza, man. You got to go with the pizza man. He's, I still think he's that good. So you're, th- you're saying he's going to, he's going to drop off a bit, but he's not going to drop off enough to,
1: to be, to consider CJ McCollum over him. I don't oh, know. Um, this dude. So I mean, you hear things about like how great his work ethic is and how he's kind of taking control of this team, and I think some of those things we've seen are real, and some of them are going to regress a little bit. But I mean, he's up to ninety-one percent with his free throws. He shot eighty-seven point one and eighty-seven point two the last two years. So I mean, like we're talking about a little that's bit. Not of what,
0: terribly crazy. I'm more concerned about him shooting forty-six percent
1: when well, that's, that's I've seen him point.
0: shoot like forty-two percent.
1: But you've also seen him shoot 44 and 45. So I think 46 is a little over the head, but if he shoots 44 on 20 attempts, I mean, what are we talking? We're talking 26 and a half, 27 points a game.
0: Yeah, I think the bigger concern to his value is going to be his usage on a team that will have better
1: players next year. Yeah, But I mean, we've seen this team do this with the rookie thing. Now, if they trade for Jimmy Butler, we'll talk. Yeah. But do you really think they're going to give any rookie they pick a ton of minutes? Especially if they think they're going to win the title. Now, maybe if he's LeBron in his rookie year, I mean, like there's a potential that the guy they draft is a historically good player, but I mean, like, look at guys like Kobe Bryant.
0: I think they should give their rookie. If someone who, like you said, like if they're supposed to be historically good, which this draft is full of, uh, full
1: of guys, they're going to be super young, right? I mean, like, look at Kobe when he was 18. How much did he play? True. You know what I mean? Like, even you can still be historically great and as a teenager not play that much. And, and that's kind of where I think they're going to be, especially if they think they can win the title. They're not going to be super excited to give any teenager 30 minutes a game.
0: Well, that de- uh, that depth chart is is very big. Like you said, Marcus Smart is there, and so is Avery Bradley, who is in the top 50, um, has played 33 minutes, did have I- an injury earlier this year.
1: Um, I could see them trading back and looking for a big man too.
0: Yeah. I think it's one of those guys. So like they're going to have Isaiah, Avery, Marcus and a top three pick who is going to be a guard. I don't know how they don't trade one of those guys.
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, another team that we could, although, you know, he, I, I you keep, I, I keep saying, and I shouldn't say you, you, I keep thinking this guy's got to make a trade at some point. Right. And he just never does. Never does. Said, um. The other two guys, I'll agree with you. I, I was getting those guys in a lot of drafts. I think they were good values to start the year. Um, they played better than than maybe I even expected, um, both of them, especially Avery Bradley.
0: Um, I think I was kind of hot on Avery Bradley uh, more than it was Jay Crowder because Jay Crowder kind of did it last year. Avery Bradley, you could start seeing the potential there. Uh, and I was like, well, if that guy's going to start hitting threes, uh, this guy's going to be pretty good good if he can keep up his field goal percentage and he did um his free throw percentage isn't super great but um I, I like Avery Bradley I just don't know I don't even know what to make of this team next year uh going into next year with their, uh, their
1: billions of guards they have on the team it's another team what I think we'll, we'll be talking about quite a bit um yeah um they're all so young too like they don't really got any old guys on this team like it's just like i could see him maybe getting a little better and a little better and a little better and so uh watch out
0: yeah uh, both jay crowder and avery bradley are 26 years old uh both of them have the potential to get better to uh make uh, occasional more threes maybe get more sales uh i like both of those guys uh right now all things considered next year if they're sitting in the fifth round, which is exactly where they are right now, I I, I don't I, I don't feel as scared of of picking either one of those guys in the fifth or sixth round. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, I pick I'd pick him over Bradley Beal. Screw that guy.
1: I'm probably with you on that.
0: Um, I think that's really it for all of our um top fifty. Guy, The segment for top 50 guys reviewing their ending of the year statistics based on their average draft from Yahoo segment. The best segment in the world. I'm working on the title. It's we hard. Need a, we
1: need a drop for that.
0: We do need a drop for that. If you want to make a drop for that – actually, if you want to make drops for us, send them in – um, that would be awesome if you would uh, DM us on Twitter with drops for anything you want. Make up anything, make up a title. Um, that's awesome. all I'm doing, obviously. So make up a title, uh, send it to us. Tyler, what's your Twitter?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Watsi4444. So that's my last name with a Y and then four number fours. Perfect. And you can find me at Watch
0: the Boxes. If you like what you're hearing uh, or you got questions about your fantasy league or you got stuff you want to hear in the off season, Tweet at us. We would be happy to oblige and talk about really whatever you want. Like I said, unless it's a twenty-three category team, I'm not talking about that. But if you do, I would love, uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. If you like the show, I'd love to hear it. If you hate the show, I would not love to hear it, but I would like, I would hear it. How about that? I would read it if you didn't like the show.
1: I would love the constructive criticism. don't tell me you hate it and don't give me a reason why but if you say I hate it because you talk like saying and you're full of it well then okay I want to hear that
0: yeah if you say stop talking about Bob Covington for 30 minutes of the show I'm like okay that's a pretty good that's a decent constructive criticism maybe we hype uh, on Bob Covington too much but come on the guy's an interesting high risk high reward guy those are the kind of guys we like to talk about So if you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this. It helps us out. Also, go and tell a friend if you are in a podcast league, post it in your message board. Be like, hey, listen to the Watching the Boxes podcast. Send a link to them. Uh, Put it on every single message board all over Yahoo and ESPN and on Reddit. Do all of those things. That would be really cool. It would help people find podcasts because a lot of people don't listen to podcasts. And we would love – uh, for more people to get fantasy advice from us. Um, and if you really like fantasy basketball, it helps us keep going and it helps us uh, provide more analysis for you. So we will be doing this pretty much most of the off season. I'm sure we'll take a few breaks in there because it is summer. Uh, you got anything else
1: to plug Tyler anything else going on? Uh, no, man. Should be another, should be an article on hashtag basketball this week. Other than that, i uh, not too much coming from me right now. Getting ready for the playoffs. I'm excited for that.
0: Cool. Yep. And I will probably be writing a uh, rest in peace uh, Chicago Bulls article after they miss the playoffs. Um, And I will be throwing blame all around, all over town, uh, mostly on Fred Hoiberg and Garpax. And don't forget Reinstorf. He deserves deserves the most blame. He is a bad owner, and he should feel bad.
1: (laughs) I am not going to argue with that
0: perfect uh that will be the whole article too i I probably will be that short so yeah i think that's it uh tyler thank you for joining me Uh, my pleasure as always mike and everybody out there if you're subscribed or listening first time thanks for joining us either way hit that subscribe button and uh, we'll see you next time